See? First you come up with the plan. Then after that, take over the world and watch it. Well now, we call this the act of Yeah, we don't want you to scare your children. Five, five, four, four, three, three, two. Alright, hello everyone and welcome to Pines of the Roundtable. I am Monty Morgan. I'm here with the handsome Tara Styles. Hey! And of course, with the most impressive lead bass player, Matt Gibson. Hattie. You know, you don't have to be very impressive to be a lead bass player. <laughs> what, is there even, what, is there a rhythm bass player and a lead bass player? Yes. Like a two bass band? Yeah, it's so like that. You're impressive if you can do both at the same time. <laughs> that's, called, <laughs> that's called playing bass. 12 string. 12 string <laughs> in the year 2031. <laughs> oh, I saw that. 20, 23, 21, yeah. something. Joke's on you in 20 years from now yeah, or whatever. 300 years and eight <laughs> strings later. <laughs> the bass player might finally get laid. Why I laugh so hard at that dumbass meme. Probably because they're always hilarious. Because they're just going to tag you in or something. You know what yeah. I mean? It's like, ooh, 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 you know. <laughs> Tail wiggling, stupid shit. I got wine all over my script. Jesus Christ. Wine on the script. Oh, the third bass album from Matt Gibson. That's right. <laughs> wine on the script. It's Matt playing bass over cats fucking. Oh, no. <laughs> you choose which track you like less. <laughs> There's no favorites, just the one you don't like the most. That's right. Fucking A. How are you guys? Uh, I don't like Illinois. It makes me sick. Illinois. Well, no shit. Illinois doesn't like you either. You should come out I here. I felt so much better in Colorado. That was probably all the alcohol. Yeah. Yeah. No, like my sinuses were better there. I was really gassy, but it felt good to finally get it God, out. You were so gassy. It was so bad, like way worse than normal. Like, I'm a gassy man. I thought for sure the pterodactyl was going to get it out of her. We're not talking uh, about this no, ever again. No, I almost again. peed, though. Like, the gravitational pull almost made me pee, and it didn't help that Monty was screaming like a toddler little girl. I don't appreciate any, any I, part of this sentence. I, I love the pictures because on the right... <laughs> Tara is just happy, happy and loose. You Laughing can see like every, like the arms are loose. Everything is just, she's just happy. And then you look over at Monty and he <laughs> is absolute fear. There is like literally white knuckling. The knuckles are white. He's gripping the restraint so hard. Everything is tight and constrained. So <laughs> breathe, breathe normal. I'm trying. I'm trying. I'm trying. <laughs> <laughs> I sent it to my okay. kids last night. Okay. Oh no. Oh. How'd they like it? I was going to say, I thought you were tired of getting made fun of. That's not. I was looking for emotional support. Oh, that's bad. I didn't get it. No. I didn't get it at all. They're too young. Yeah. They're like, I can't wait to visit and make you do the same thing again. (gasps) Yes. I was like, cool. Y'all can go together. Yep. Enjoy. Like, Uh no, we're each going with you. I was like, this is not a good idea for any of you. You want me to go a second time and then immediately go a third time (laughs) after that. That's not going (laughs) to. There's such a thing as parental abuse. Yeah. You're not old enough usually, for that yet. I was going to say, usually it happens when you're in a nursing home. The one thing Monty's not old enough for. Yep. Oh, and this happened too after. So last night I was playing Hunt uh, with my boy and stuff. And I have three remotes. And on one of them, like the trigger button doesn't work. And the other one, the B button doesn't work. And the other one, the other trigger doesn't work. Oh. So I kind of decide on which game I'm playing, which remote I'm going to use. And so last, yeah. n- last night, the other one, like the best one I have started to drift so my character would just walk in a circle unless i was physically holding the button which oh, you no. can't do because otherwise you're making noise and hunts like silent based game yeah. you know so i was like i'm gonna go to target real quick and they close at like 10 it's like 9 30 so i call up there and i was like hey can i do just like the the door delivery stuff if that's possible i'm just trying to make it as quick as possible 
So she's like, oh, yeah, no problem. Give her my card number until I just want any Xbox remote. Doesn't matter what you give me. Just give me something. She brings out the remote, and I'm in just like a ripped tie-dye T-shirt and like my basketball shorts. And I'm comfortable. I'm home. I'm not right. yeah, getting yeah, dressed yeah. up to go pick up a, a remote by any means. And the girl comes out, and I don't know, she's younger, like 17 to 22. It's hard to tell them, but I mean somewhere sure. in that area. And Col- she was College like, age retail. Yeah. 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 And she was like, oh, here's your remote. I was like, oh, thanks. She's like, having fun tonight, nerd? I'm like, what? <laughs> I was like. <laughs> <laughs> she was like, as far as you can get a Mountain Dew to go with it. That's your gamer fuel. I already gave Tell her. Tell your mom I said hi. It was right after I gave her a sticker and said we're a comedy podcast. And I was like. Fuck! Oh yeah, now you're a dude with a podcast too. She did with the Mountain Dew line, oh. and I was like, "It's for my kids." And she's like, "Yep, like you've ever been laid, buddy." I'm like, oh. "God damn!" I was like, "Do you want to come on the show?" She's like, "That's the only thing I'm gonna come on around you." I was like, "What the fuck is going on?" Like she roasted me. Obviously, you can't go to Target. No, I'm never going again. I'm going. Not to, to that one. They either steal <laughs> your stuff or they steal your fucking heart. I forgot they stole my basket. Oh yeah, she roasted me. Proud of her. Me too. That's the last time I tell somebody I have a comedy show. She's though. obviously underpaid at Target. I don't care what Target's paying. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe she's going to college to be a stand-up comedian. Uh, I, hope I, she, I hope. I hope so. I hope she. Whatever she chooses. Us. Dear God. Like just a walk out to a car comedian. There's got to be some <laughs> sort of like restaurant that sells that as a marketing tool, right? Come here and get roasted. And eat beans. Yeah, there is one. Is there? They'll put hats on you that says, like, I'm the dumb slut at the dorm. <laughs> put a hat on you. Like, they say stupid shit like that. They write on it. There, I mean, I have seen those restaurants where they're like, what? oh. Yeah. And well, what do you want? Like, you know, just the exact opposite of. It's like light BDSM or some shit. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it'll be a fat person. And they're like, well, obviously you want the whole fucking menu because you don't stop eating. God damn. I'm gonna do these. I'm gonna like YouTube it up or something. I mean, you can see the the videos. You know, it's like I'd like the the you know this steak and the extra portion of fries and like and a diet. And she's like and a diet. Okay, (laughs) like that's. I think I missed my calling in life. Yeah. Or and what do you want? He's like um okay don't know next like moving on. All right. (laughs) You've you've had four people to figure it out. Um okay. (laughs) I would like you to. Start looking for my replacement because I'm going to start putting in applications at wherever the fuck this restaurant is. Yeah, you can get paid two thirteen an hour and depend on the That's more than I make doing this show, okay, man? <laughs> <laughs> You're not wrong. It costs more than that to do the show. It costs. <laughs> Every hour we're on the show costs more than two thirteen. Oh, goodness. Oh, I mean, that, that's all I got. You guys got anything else? This is going to be Target Girl roasting you. And, and then I told my kids when I got back, too, and there was that whole roast session. You got roasted by a girl at Target. After That's my kids, I mean, yeah, your kids are gonna make fun of you. Roasted right. me by writing. writing. Oh, you didn't tell them about the ter- or no, that was before I went to get a new remote. Oh, That's actually gotcha. the reason I went. Otherwise, I just kept playing shitty. Gotcha. But I was like, I need a little break from this. This is a lot. And then I came back, and they're like, they roasted you about pterodactyl. Mm-hmm. You went to Target mm-hmm. and got roasted by Target Girl. Yeah, and then you came back and told your kid about Target Girl, and they roasted you about that too. Yeah, well, it's just. Last night was great for you, man. I, what do you, I was eating pickles at 2 a.m. over the sink. Why do you think that happened? <laughs> and, and you're lucky my kid was just like, okay, that's normal. Instead of being like, okay, then let's roast him for eating pickles it's over the sink at 2 a.m. One saint in this world, okay? More like, uh, none of my business. Back to playing my game. Yeah, they're like, you know, actually, he'll shoot up the whole house. Let's yeah, just, just leave this one. Yeah, it was fine. I'll get him tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll let him sleep on it. All right. Uh, today, we are giving you uh, Cayetano Santos Gadino. 
Patiso Orihido, which I don't know how to say that in Spanish. Or Orihudo? Orihudo. Uh, well, before I begin narrating, I just want to say that this guy is at the top of my bizarre list of serial killers. If there was ever a poster child for birth control, this guy is it. His nickname literally translates to as best as I could decipher into Big Eared Midget. And yes, I'm using the Big Ears as a satellite reference to turn this into a space edition. <laughs> <laughs> he had Sputnik 1 and 2 connected to the side of his head. I could wiggle my ears. No, I'm saying if you had big ears, this would be you. You fit the rest of the criteria. We're all, we're all just, I'm saying, you can't, you can't see the look. Joke. We're all just raising eyebrows at each other. You can't just see the look on Honey's face, but... <laughs> oh, is it because I'm small? Because I got a small face, Matt? The camera's is that what you're trying hide. to <laughs> You know, I do notice that there's a significant amount of space between Monty's head and where the camera ends, and Matt, it hits him like eyebrows. D- this huge dick gave me a low center of gravity, okay? It helped me, it helped me down. <laughs> why don't you sit Just on like it? my uncle did. Use it as a booster seat. My oh. uncle? Yeah, why don't you tuck it under and use it as a <laughs> he, booster my seat? My uncle used the same line. Just sit on my kid like a booster <laughs> seat. He was the first serial killer in Argentina's history. He was born on Halloween, 1896. Well, that's why I look like that. You ain't never gonna need a costume. On Halloween. The last of ten kids in his family. His parents God were... Damn. What? That's a lot of kids, man. Why do they do that? A lot of fucking. That's why. No, there's preventatives. In 1896? Yeah, come in her face or something. Damn. Uh, pulling out ain't always the best measure of birth control. You can still have 10 it's kids. It's better than pulling never out pulling times. out. That's arguable. You don't pull out, you might have to push. I mean, you can have a kid anyways. Might as well leave it in there. I have no quarter here. Monty <laughs> <laughs> doesn't have a vote? Did you vote twice? Short. He's too short to vote this oh, way. Oh, God damn it. I couldn't reach the boof. The boof? Is that what we're calling it now? No. <laughs> uh, he was the last of ten kids. His parents were Kalsbarian immigrants who moved to Buenos Aires in 1884, escaping poverty. They were also running from the personal tragedy of their firstborn, ten-month-old son's death from cardiac affection. So is that actually 11 kids or the first one died? I think it's, you still count that as the I mean, ten I would kids. definitely still yeah, would count, you still count that as eight, the kid? Even? Is it a family of ten kids, though? Right? I mean, he was the firstborn, so it does count. But he's only lasted ten months. Well, some of the last... That's a disappointing firstborn. I'm just saying... Oh, my God. With, okay, What's no, wrong no. with you, Tara? I'm talking about, like, when you're talking about how big the family was in, like, okay, in 1896, when everybody was, like, established, this is a family of ten kids... By the time a tenth kid is born, it's years after you lost the first kid that was ten months old. Is he? You know, I, the way that they fucking did shit. I, I'm not trying to be insensitive. It sounds Fuck like off. you're being insensitive, man. I, I am being insensitive. I'm just not trying to. They be. They only do things in tens. We don't count the first one. He only lasted ten months. We counted zero. He's not part of the ten kids. Uh, I'm zero kid, Moni. Is this Matt? He's number one. Terry number two. Version. 0.10. Well, I'm number two. Well, Kaitano was... Oh, not again. Kaitano <laughs> uh, was doomed before his parents ever conceived him. His father was an alcoholic and played the bass guitar. Oh, that's it. It's over. One thing led to another. He's probably in a ska band, too. Until he contracted syphilis. <laughs> yep. From one of his fans. Yep. <laughs> I'm just saying, no wonder his ears were so big. He was in the womb trying so hard to hear something other than his dad playing bass. <laughs> his ears just kept growing. 
Well, one thing led to another until he contracted syphilis from one of his fans. Like I said, syphilis is a sexually transmitted disease whose cure is penicillin that wasn't even discovered yet. Well, that didn't stop Fiore from wanting his little man satisfied. So, Kiatana was made. Oh, while he had syphilis, even. While his dad had syphilis. Right. Oh, that's great. That, yeah. Which means the mom has syphilis. They all have syphilis at this point. Yeah, Yeah, I'm saying had syphilis when she gave birth because there was no cure for it. Yeah, and back then they didn't have stuff to not give it to your baby. I mean, so you you immediately push the baby out and it's covered in syphilis. Just through the discharge. Just that's a weird way to make mayonnaise. (laughs) (laughs) It's the only way to make mayonnaise. I hate to break it to you. (laughs) (laughs) That's why I like Miracle Whip. Yeah, I only deal with Miracle Whip. Yeah, it's a miracle they found the penicillin. And now, look, it's not even creamy yellow anymore. It's just white and it's tangy. It's delicious. (laughs) Well, during his earliest years, he was on the brink of death several times with entreatus. This nasty infection is usually caught by eating or drinking contaminated food or water, improperly prepared food, poor hygiene or sanitation, or close contact with an infected person or animal. Take your pick as to why he was so sick with this illness so much. Which is obviously a nod to fucking poverty. Yeah. His parents were gross. His dad was a bass player. <laughs> exactly my point. <laughs> probably only played four strings, too. Didn't even got that a atomic. four string bass? Pop, probably don't even have that atomic 12 string. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so here he is, still alive. Fragile, with bad genes, but fate wasn't done with him yet. Why are we going to make fun of his clothes? Oh, they just can't afford Levi's in Argentina. Oh. Your pants joke. His, <laughs> by the way, if anyone wants Matt's pants jokes, they will be at the end of his, his album. <laughs> <laughs> Matt's, That's where they belong. When you're done with my stand-up noodling, there's also stand-up bass at the end of this. The cats will not be fucking during the jokes. Um, on days when his father got drunk, he used his entire family like a punching bag. When doctors examined his head, at a much later date, they found 27 scars on his head alone that were created by his father and older brother. So now picture a young boy who is very short for his age, fuck both of you, small head, fuck both of you, very long arms, this isn't about me, yeah, and sure? extremely long ears. Oh, also not about me. Why is his hair so long? You have the long torso, not the long arms. Dude, why is my belly button behind my nipples? Well, better yet, you guys should have a peek at what he looks like. If you haven't seen him, now's your time. So he entered school at age five. He had to go to six different schools, each one expelling him for his lack of interest in studying and rebellious behavior. I wish I could have just been kicked out because I had no interest in school. I mean, is that a thing? It also takes... It's 1896. Like, if you don't want to be here, go, go it, run the it street. It takes uh, disinterest from your parents, too. That's both of those things. I, I didn't show up. I didn't give a fuck. And my parents were like, stop calling me when the school came. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it takes. You gotcha. get kicked out. <laughs> and in all that time, nobody taught him how to read. You don't have to read to learn bass. <laughs> oh, not even tablature. Doom, 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 doom. God, I hate that Pink gave him, why, why, why? I fucking hate Pink Floyd so much. That gave him more time to roam the streets of his neighborhood looking for something evil to do. Because of his appearance of being an idiot, most grown-ups overlooked him, and he had no problem gaining the trust of little ones with the promise of play or candy in the future. All oh, that just harmless little coyote over there, or Katano. That's fine. It, he's about as smart as those idiot kids over there anyways. Let them play together. Boy's got the brains made of broccoli, all right? 
They've been microwaved, steamed, put a little butter on them. There's no microwaves back then. No, but you know what there was? Syphilis. Yeah, we still got that. Oh, all the microwave technology in the world didn't prevent <laughs> syphilis, folks. <laughs> See, I knew it was a conspiracy. <laughs> on September 28, 1804, Catano gained the confidence of Miguel de Patchouli. No. <laughs> Patchouli? There's a whole bunch of consonants that you just added in there. I was going to say Polly Shore. Miguel de Polly Shore. Don't wheeze my juice, buddy. And no one better disrespect Polly Shore. He's a goddamn hero. So he gained the confidence of Miguel with the promise of candy. He was almost two at the time. Well, that wasn't hard. Yeah, the stupid little... I don't even need candy for a two Almost two? Not even, not even 24 months yet. Yo, baby, can you walk? Want some candy? Wait, do babies talk at two? Depends on how impoverished they you are. should have a vocabulary of, like... Candy. Oh, give me candy. words at lurst. At lurst. At lurst. At least. At lurst. So Tara's almost two. 20 words at lurst. Got the broccoli brains, that kid. They walked to a wasteland before Catano threw the boy on a pile filled with thorny branches. A policeman heard the cries from nearby and came before he could hurt him anymore. Weird policeman doesn't even have the big ears. A trip to the police station while waiting for dear old mom to come and take him home was the only punishment this time. This was his first attempt at murder. He would have gotten away with it, too, if it wasn't for that cop with the small ears. You meddling policemen. Actually saving babies and stuff. What the, What are yeah, your tax dollars going to? Actually, I think he was just like, you know what? It's much easier if I just stop it now and fill out no paperwork. Which is why he didn't get arrested and he just call your mom and go home. You know what I really saved today was a late day with paperwork. Aha! (laughs) (laughs) A year later, he led Anna Neary, 18 months old, into another wasteland and started whacking the toddler's head with a rock. Oh, God. Yeah. Because of the child's cries, this action was interrupted by a policeman. Why are all these policemen in these wastelands? I think they're... (laughs) <laughs> got the word. He said, and yet another wasteland. A teenage wasteland? And here, why are the cops in all these teenage wastelands? They're all <laughs> wasted. Katano was considered too young, and they thought it was just a fight between two boys. It's like a 10-year-old and an 18-month-old. No. Yeah, well, ba- babies yeah. be out there throwing hands. Don't you know about babies? <laughs> Who's letting an 18-month-old... Just wander off with a 10-year-old. Yeah. Yeah. Like, no, my kid could barely even, like, do anything. Right. He's also, like, like six at this point, too. He's not quite a teenager. Just so you guys, like, have a, an age reference. Or whatever. No, he's at least eight. Born 1896. This is 1806. in 1805. Oh, you know I'm not good at math unless it's... Wait. Math. I don't know. Well, he was sent home back with his father. On March 22nd, 1906, Maria Rock Fosse went missing. By this time, they heard about her final hours on this earth. The parents of the girl had moved back to Italy, and a two-story house was builded on the supposed burial site. Builded? Builded. There was no corroborating evidence to back up his story. 
I guess they were just too lazy to dig up the house just to see. And since the parents were immigrants that had gone back to their own country, why bother? Why bother? Now we're back to some normal old police work. Yeah, man, listen. Oh, there's already a house there. You know what kind of paperwork it's going to take to, to dig up that dig house? Up the whole house? <laughs> like you must dig up the whole house? Yeah. Over a couple of immigrants? Get uh, out of here. You mean they're not even from Argentina? Get out! Catano wasn't going anywhere, and they needed to bring some peace to the community at the time. Maybe... It was just the best at that period in time. These cops are idiots. Yeah. Yeah, we know what. We just got to bring this. This is a nice neighborhood. Can't be just digging up houses and all that reckless nonsense. He did describe (laughs) taking the hand of a little girl and leading her to the wasteland. (laughs) Oh. Once there, he tried to strangle her. When that didn't work, he buried her alive in a ditch filled with rubbish. Oh, Then he just walked away. The missing girl was never found because they didn't look for her. Once again, it's just easier if we just don't do the paperwork on this. Well, I mean. If we don't do anything on this. Yeah. Cops are sitting there like, well, uh, why did you let your baby wander off with this kid? And they're like, I don't know. Just I thought he was cool. Yeah, it's your fault. Fuck look you. At him. He's got the broccoli brain. <laughs> did you see a kid's ears? Just a few days later, April 5th, his father discovered upon waking a shoebox filled with the family's pet canaries, <laughs> dead and with their eyes gone, laying beside his bed. How'd they die? Their eyes are gone. I brought you a present. Oh, well, they don't need the eyes anymore. Well, they're dead. Pretty bird. Pretty bird. Is that from Dumb and Dumber? Where he sells the kid the dead parrot? Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> yes. He went to the police station and begged them to do something about his boy. He's over here ripping eyes out of canaries and burying little kids alive. Listen, I beat this big fucker, big-headed fucker, like a thousand times. I was gonna let, listen, I was going to let the little immigrant girl slide, but then he killed my birds. <laughs> <laughs> You're not even wrong. His outrageous behavior towards his family and neighbors and the threat of injury to all who lived around him was the reasons he gave. They agreed and took his troubled son off his hands and mind for... Two months. Okay. We fixed them, or we're done with them. One of the two. (laughs) When he returned home, it was life as usual with one more treaty learned as he was wandering the streets. Masturbation. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Ain't nothing like going to prison? The streets? Well, they took him in for two months. So it's getting like the the sideboard or something. All I know is where they took him, he learned to masturbate. Well, he did it several times a day, beating his meat while daydreaming about the evil things he could do to his future victims. I'm going to guess that at, like, 15, he joins the army. Uh. It's a whole new tar and feather game I'm playing now. On September 9th, 1908, he found his other victim playing unattended and got Severino Gonzalez, age two, to go with him with a promise of sweets. They went to a warehouse right across the street from the school for Sacred Heart where he proceeded to drown the little boy in a horse trough. Fucking Christ. Wow. I don't think Christ was there, even though it was a school for Sacred Heart. That doesn't sound like Christ was present at that moment. Uh, Zakanas Cavaligia, the proprietor of this place, heard the disturbance that the boys were causing. I imagine a little boy getting drowned in a trough is probably not quiet. What he found was two boys, both wet, one in a large tub. But Cayetano talked his way out of his crime by telling, uh, following a mysterious woman in black and being there in the nick of time to help the toddler from certain death. Yeah, I followed his lady. She had on a black dress, and I, she ran when she saw me because my ears so big. <laughs> she knew I heard her. She knew I heard yeah, her. she knew I heard everything <laughs> and, she uh, did. Anyway, here's your wet toddler. Can I go now? <laughs> 
while masturbating? Uh, well, everyone there believed him. And they he even led the police to the place where he first started following the evil lady the next day. Damn. Dude, he followed through with this story. Like, most people are like, oh, I can go? Awesome. He's like, no, I know He's where like, she lives. Yeah, I know, I'll tell you. I'll show you tomorrow. tomorrow. Uh, only six days later, he burned the eyelids of a 22-month-old named Holio Bottle with a cigarette. Where is he getting cigarettes? Did you know kids? The streets. Did, it's Argentina. It's on the streets, they man. Don't give a fuck. The screams of this child brings the mother running. Oh, that's the sound of my baby's eyelids getting burned off. God damn it. Better go get that. Also, the mother's the, the mysterious lady in black. Is <laughs> that the third track on Matt's bass album? So, Cayetano takes off, is gone by the time the mother reaches her child. Fiora and Lucia had enough of this shocking behavior by now, so they carted his ass off to the police once more. The authorities sent him to the colony of Smaller Peace for three years. Imagine he doesn't need to go anywhere with smaller anything because he likes say. children. And his ears are huge. And he's short. Imagine, oh, it's going to send him to the Smaller Peace? Is this a joke? This is this where you're sending me? Is this a joke? Is this a pun? <laughs> a midget with huge ears, a Smaller Peace. Right, I'm going to burn some more kids' eyeballs in here. I had enough of this shit. I don't know why I turned Italian. It's Argentine. Well, there is no way to discover the physical and emotional abuse he had to go through. The horrors that he had to endure, but maybe I'm bringing too much into it. Maybe he didn't have enough brain to feel much while he was there. I told you, Brock the brains. All his brains were in his ears. Cauliflower. He did try to escape on many occasions, though. He got to come home in time for the Christmas holiday uh, on December 23rd, 1911. He had just turned 15 two months before. Do you think it was a Merry Christmas to the Godinos household that year? I'm willing to bet they had the best Christmas ever. Hooray, you're home! All they ate was ears of corn. Quick, hide the God. cigarettes! <laughs> well, when he hit the streets again, his mind had grown cold and hard. Although his father had found him a job, it didn't last long. Only three months before he lost it, and was trolling the streets again. He made it longer at his job than the first time he was in jail after burying a kid alive. Wow. Proud of him. That's kind of fucked up. Employment. Was it was it like a call center or something? The employment system is better than a justice system. <laughs> I can't even laugh at that joke. <laughs> uh, this time his neighborhood expanded to reach the seedy parts of the town. Oh. It was there they learned how to drink alcohol. A real hard task to do, if you know what I mean, folks. Well, with drinking came extreme headaches where the urge to kill was great. Maybe it was the spirits talking to his head. Spirits? The spirits. The spirits. The spirits. Yeah. I see what you did there. <laughs> well, during this same timeline, he discovered another little secret pleasure. Its name was Fire. That's the first kid that didn't have a really weird name. Fire? No, the first kid that didn't have a weird name was Masturbation. Oh, I guess that's a weird name. <laughs> <laughs> well, two houses, a brick factory... Um, a station filled with streetcars and a stockyard filled with materials felt his passion as he hides while flames are growing higher. While the firemen are arriving, mm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I was going to say Terrace didn't, I purposely didn't let her read this part. <laughs> I don't think she'd be able to make it through. Well, as the firemen are arriving, um, the crowd is growing th thicker by the minute. He comes out of hiding to watch all the excitement of seeing the firemen fighting back the flames of pain that are threatening these men with death. Is that why you like it, Tara? 
I still, I just hope that they're growing thick. You said the cr- the crowd was growing thicker. No, I understand. I heard it. I just don't know what else to say. I don't know if I should snap you out of it or just like wait till you finish. This is this is like Fifty Shades of Grey for terror right now. <laughs> uh, when asked about his obsession with fire later on, he said, uh, "I like to see work to the firemen. Is pretty to see as they fall in the fire." So he can't speak well either. Evidently not. Upon January 21st, 1912, the body of a 13-year-old boy named Arturo Lorano was found dead in a vacated house, beaten, half-naked, and with a cord tied around his neck. The police had no clue where to go and search for the, this child's murderer. Man, I wish this guy would have just buried that one, too. So much, <laughs> so much paperwork. <laughs> Goddamn paperwork, I might have to do that. Well, it wasn't until the killer's confession later on in the future that they realized how evil this idiot really was. He claimed to have taken this boy to an empty house and covered his mouth with a handkerchief after tying him up, and he proceeded to whip him with a branch from a fig tree. When he grew tired of that game, he strangled him and then left him to go wandering the streets again, yet nobody saw. Well, at least he finally got smart enough to put something in their mouth so that nobody can hear them scream. Uh, March the 7th of the same year, a pretty Brianna Vanikoff, five years old, was admiring, admiring shoes in a storefront where she started screaming from pain and for attention. Someone had set her pretty little dress on fire. Oh. Her grandfather heard cries of desperation from across the street and started running to save her. Yeah, he never got the chance as he was struck by a car and oh. died right there in the streets. Whoops. What the f- Oh, man. That's horrible. That's... Yeah. So what did we learn here, kids? Don't look both ways? I mean, oh, wait, do look both ways? Your kids getting, you know, <laughs> grandkids getting burned? Like, you see her actively on fire? I, I can't imagine being like, wait, hold on, left? Now right. Now left again. <laughs> Sorry. I mean, after The only that, thing I took from this was don't run after him. Yeah. Uh don't dress your kids in flammable clothes. Did you see? They're all obviously, flammable. Obviously, <laughs> asking for it. Did you see what she was wearing? Uh, a police man nearby threw the little girl to the ground and tried to kill the fire with his own body. She was sent to the hospital where she died 16 days later. Oh, oh man. It would have been way better if she would have just died. No. 16 days? Do you know how days? painful burns are? They usually keep you in a coma until, like... They probably uh, tried to take her out of the coma at 16 saying, in, days. I mean, in the early 1900s, you think they were putting this poor little girl in a medically induced coma to prevent pain? No, throwing firemen on top of her. Or the <laughs> policeman on top of her. Tara's like, I set myself on fire right now. <laughs> Where's the shoe store at? I'll look at them shoes. I mean, my, my buddy threw gas on a fire. We were like 15 years old. And like, he set himself on fire. Somehow, like, he would continuously do it. And he was using like, he went from like a cup to like two cups like a bucket and like the backsplash he said I'm whole self on fire like like yeah. 90% of his body he said it hurt and like I'm only saying this from what he told me hit her for like 5 10 seconds like the most excruciating pain of his life and he's like after that I felt nothing well between your nerves getting burned you, yeah, off and, you'll, and your body going into shock so you don't die from the pain right. response right right it's, it, but it's it's when it starts healing and your nerves start to heal and come back that you're gonna feel that again yeah I mean well I mean, he had like these burns were bad enough. She like died. The, two the Freddy Krueger skin later. type of stuff. You know what I mean? Two weeks later, yeah, he didn't she died, die from it. That's what I'm saying. 
He said like nothing else really hurt after that. And I, I could be entirely wrong, but he may have been a different type of. Obviously, not the kind that kills victim. you two weeks later. Just, just melt your, that. just melt your flesh. It makes you sell shitty bags of seeds and stems course, to people. Obviously, there's been a hundred years of medical advancements between now and then too. That might help something. The police force still the same. Access to hospitals, a little bit better. Police forces still the same. We militarized them. They didn't educate them. Well, Kayatana was there in the crowd watching his handiwork ex- explode into action. Is that what we're calling masturbation now? Handiwork exploding into action? Hey. It is now. <laughs> but let's not forget about his cruelty towards animals. Oh. Well, on September 24th, he crept into a stable and killed a mare with a knife, which was Jesus. just one of the many animals he killed. He killed a bunch of dogs and cats and, you know, the, the birds with no eyes. November 8th, he tries to kill another small victim named Russo Roberts, age two, by promising him candy. He takes him to a warehouse where he ties the feet of this poor child with a rope used as a belt from around his trousers. But death was not there that day, as he was interrupted by a laborer who worked nearby. Hey, I heard you had candy in here. You can't just be taking off your belt and hair, boys. PPE area. <laughs> <laughs> Also, what's that kid doing in here? As the police arrive, they hear his tale of yet another child saved by the large-eared boy. Since they didn't have any concrete evidence, they had to let him go. Oh, yeah, I came in here, and it was so weird. His feet were untied, so I had to use my belt to tie him to save him. (laughs) I thought he was going to go with the whole, like, this belt was just trying to attack this boy. (laughs) (laughs) You're lucky I got here in time, put it around my waist. He failed twice more to get what he desired after his encounter with the police. The last intended victim, a little girl, started struggling with him on their way to his future site of dark pleasures. His fury got the best of him that time as he began beating her right there in the middle of the street. Just like, didn't even care at this point. Broccoli brings- He's like, I just, I need to kill. I gotta get this done. I'm gonna punch this little kid. A man looking out of his window saw the entire thing and was that little girl's savior that day. Both times he was able to get away before the crowd could catch him. God, he's so slippery. They should have grabbed him for the ears. They should have. Just grab for the ears. (laughs) Grab for the ears. I think Katano was a lot smarter than the police gave him credit for, and he used this to his advantage. Yeah, I don't think that's true at all. Like, in my opinion. I think he was so stupid that he got away with it, honestly. Street smart. Yeah. You'd underestimate... If you play stupid. I mean, it's like, like, like raccoons aren't super fucking smart creatures, but we generally think that they're more stupid than they are, which makes them seem like geniuses when they get away with shit that you wouldn't think that, they, you know... I gotta be real honest, man. I don't like you attacking raccoons like that. I love raccoons. Yeah, me too. I had two lived above me. They kept coming yeah, out of my and he's house. like, I don't know, I don't know how and they if, got up there. And if you would have just, I keep taking them out. Yeah, treated them like they were actually, you know, semi-intelligent creatures. I did. I no. let them eat the whole top of my bread loaf. That's not smart. <laughs> That's what I tried to tell the raccoons. You got the whole bottom still. Oh, jeez. Because of his great knowledge of the city, he knew all of the locations of deserted land and buildings. So he knew where to take all of his victims before he got his hands on them. Just like a raccoon. <laughs> he plotted this out. <laughs> all right, we're going to get the top half of the bread tonight, bottom half tomorrow. 
no, he'll buy new bread tomorrow. He's dumb as shit. Look at him. And he's going to be like, why is all the bread top eaten? I got to get new bread. And tomorrow we have a whole new top bread to eat. <laughs> hate raccoons. God, I love them, though, man. I hate them. I, I caught that one in my sink. I heard a bunch of ruckus. It was like 2 a.m. I heard a fucking, like, I thought someone was breaking his, like, windows. You thought somebody was breaking in to eat your pickles. Man. I'm telling you. These Those are my 2 a.m. And I came pickles. out there, and there's this little raccoon, and he's just laying in the sink on his back. In the sink, bobbling around a couple forks and spoons, like just juggling him on his back, making all this ruck. Like, Having fun. Like, what are you doing? And he looked at me, like I'll start laughing. He's like, huh? He's like, why are you in here? I'm trying to play with these spoons. Get out yeah, of my house. You didn't have a bass for him yeah. to play. <laughs> and then, <laughs> fucker sees me and goes back to rattling around spoons and forks. I'm like, dude, you got to get out. He's like, no, you got to <laughs> get out. I tell you, the last time I rescued that goddamn raccoon from the dumpster. He's like, why are you late? Yeah, exactly. He was like, about fucking time. Well, you know how it's hot in here. You know how long it's been? <laughs> to me, I would have been scared shitless at nearly being caught. But to Katano, the thought never crossed his mind. To his eyes, it was a great big smorgasbord of children playing and having fun. I really appreciate you is- sounding that out. That was great. In your own head. <laughs> yeah. Squeaked. All he had to do is wait and watch for the youngest child that was unattended by older folks. He was very focused on his task at hand, and to say that I say, Bravo, Bravo big ears. Okay, just like that. <laughs> the police were keeping an eye on him now. They better watch out. He likes to take eyes out of things. <laughs> <laughs> Since they. Since they knew all about his past history, they grew very suspicious at being called to possible crime scenes and his explanations about how he was there at the exact moment when the kids in question needed help. This is very convenient. I'm a a hero of a sort. Yes. (laughs) The commissioner called me. There was that spotlight y'all have on the top of the police station with the guy at the big ears. And I come running. You don't know. Y'all don't know about that one? I've never the, seen that. The policeman. Okay, you, you might want to ask Commissioner Gordon. It looks, it looks <laughs> like Batman, but with rounded edges. With, yeah, with the big ears. Big, bigger, bigger. Like <laughs> elephant, like elephant. you telling me this whole time that's a bat signal? I thought it was just the ears. <laughs> so the little pointy things on the top are the ears? Fucking crashed. I thought the whole sides were the ears. It's wings? It's wild. <laughs> I guess I'll stop the pl- killing these children and just let Batman do his job. <laughs> All the police could do is sit and watch. They would all be happy soon. The police finally caught their moron when on the morning of December 3rd, 1912, Miss Maria Gordino, a neighbor of the Godinos, looked out her front door and peered at the clouds that had been there since she had rolled out of bed. Oh, these are nice clouds. Then she looked at her pride and joy and decided that it would be all right to send him out to play. All right, as long as those clouds are there to watch over him, it'll be fine. She needed to do some household chores, so she reached for the red ball lying next to the front door and told him that if he would stay on the path, that he could play outdoors. He's like, hell yeah! Little did she know, but she was sending him out to Death's Highway. Yeah, fucking metal! I don't remember this version of the Kenny Loggins song. This was the last time she would see her baby boy alive and beaming with joy. Poor, poor woman. I can feel her pain as it is ripping through my soul. Terry, I don't believe you. 
There was no emotion in that sense at all. <laughs> Pretend it's a fireman. Say it again. No, please don't. <laughs> please don't. <laughs> exactly. See, welcome to the ASMR section. Her son was named Gerald Jusal or Husal, and he was three years old. Cayetano had spent his morning being yelled at by his father. He had been antic ever since his last failed attempt, and this yelling was reaching beyond his control. As he plunged out the door into the cloudy day, he saw his perfect angel playing ball with the other kids from around the neighborhood, just waiting to get plucked off the street. He knew the routine of getting little ones to follow him, separate, and promise. So he blended in with the other kids on the block without raising mistrust from anyone. It's so easy. For the price of two cents, he would live out his evil fantasy once more. Candy? The candy? Two cents? Mm-hmm. So off they go, hand in hand, each happy in their minds, but for different reasons. They stop at the general store for the promised sweets. Cayetano even gives the boy a little piece with the promise of more when they reach their final destination. But as they approach the entrance to the building called Fifth Colored Person... The little boy is frightened. I don't want to go in there. I've seen what happened to the first four. I think it's the way you're reading like Willem Dafoe. The boy's like, I don't, <laughs> I don't want to go into this building. Well, I mean, at first he was like, hell yeah, I get to go outside and play with my ball and I get candy. Wait, what's this weird building? Well, all he wants is his mommy's arms around him. This angel starts struggling with Cayetano's hand, trying to run away. But the bigger boy is stronger, so he picks up the small boy and carries him through the gateway to hell. My mind can feel the terror of this child. His screams for mommy as this demon has taken him to the place of his coming death. Are we just... Is this like... I don't know. ASMR for Matt? <laughs> what? I just want mommy's arms I around me. this, damn it. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I just want mommy's arms around me. So he carries the boy inside and plops him next to the big furnace. He's eager to begin his morbid brand of entertainment. To keep the child in place, he put his knee across the child's chest while reaching from, for some discarded rope that the workers in the building had tossed to the side. Maybe he'd gone in before that day and got out the rope himself and put it there in anticipation. He wraps the wicked thing around that poor baby's throat 13 times before attempting to strangle him. The child fought for its life as he tried to stand up. Cayetano was smart as a whip, and to eliminate that problem, he quickly tied the child's hands and feet so he could go on and end this child's life. The child stole wanted to stay as Cayetano's hands tired with so much effort, so he gave up this form of torture and went outside find another weapon. As he surveyed the outskirts of the yard besides the building, he could hear the distant thunder. As he started to look at the sky, his eyes crossed the perfect items. A piece of broken brick and a rusty nail. His gods must have been smiling on him today. He felt eccentric with a strange energy as he hurried across the yard to receive his prize. As he reached down to get his prized possessions, he heard someone call out to him. As he turned around, he recognized this older man coming toward him. Please, not again! But his gods were with him that day, as they whispered the perfect solution to this problem. This is fuckered up. 
It is fuckered this up. This is all kinds of fuckered yeah, up. We never I don't do, like it. We never do good stuff. No. I like. I do somehow always manage to put the really bad shit towards the end so you guys are a little bit liquored up before it hits. <laughs> oh, thanks. <laughs> You're welcome. You are welcome. It's like Terry gets liquored up and likes it more. Matt gets liquored up and likes it less. Mm-hmm. Just keep putting the, the firemen in here, here and there, and I'll be happy. Uh, the man that Keatono knew was the little boy's father. Ha ha. Mr. Giordano was frantic with worry as he hurried along looking for his missing child. Where could he be? He was so young and innocent, and now he had a very bad feeling in his heart. His wife had sent one of the boys to fetch him at work and had asked all the young boys around the block about their morning. Yes, yes, he was here when we started playing ball, but the excitement of the game was too much for them, and now his angel was gone. Uh, Please don't let him come to any harm, he prayed, when he saw the wacko neighbor boy. He was always wandering around the neighborhood. Maybe he'd seen this little boy. Or heard him with those damn ears. Oh, you're a smart boy, not dumb like all the bigger boys, he thought as this man was coming over his way. He would show them. He would show the whole damn town just how smart he was. So they met at the edge of the junkyard. At least it looked like one, with all the scattered shit all around. It's a thing of the past. The building's soul had been dead for a while. All the hope that this desperate man had in him as he looked at the strange boy would be shattered in a few minutes. And the boy would be known as he truly was throughout the world. Um, I don't know anything about your son, mister. I would go to the police if I was you, he said. Go now. Hurry. The police will help you find them. So with this big plans already in motion... He gathers up his weapons of convenience and runs back the way he had come. So this all happened when he went outside. That's the conversation Yeah, the, that he had with... Yeah. Okay. The, the boy's father comes looking for him and he sends right. him away looking for the cops. Well, the kid's tied up inside. He's coming out looking I for I mean, him. that was actually pretty smart. I thought he was going to try to hit the dude over the head with a piece of brick. Well, as he reaches the entrance, he looks back to see if he is truly alone and hears a big boom of thunder as the clouds look darker by now. He feels eccentric, with dark thoughts about how to make this murder a one of kindness, too. Does it mean electric? Eccentric? Like, I keep making the no. reference with the thunder and the lightning in the sky. <laughs> yeah. No, I feel like he feels like, you know, storms are dark. And he's dark in the head, so he's like, this is a sign I'm doing the right thing, almost. Like, these are my gods telling me to get on with it. Well, as he kneels down, he can still see the little boy struggling for breath. Although this child seems asleep, he did try to wake him for a second or two and was satisfied because it would make the, f- the final step go that much quicker. So he lifted his rock as a hammer and drove the nail through the forehead of this dying boy. He looked at his handiwork for just a moment and covered his final victim with a piece of tin before running home. Jesus, crime and I just want to keep warm. He had to see the action unfold because this time... He had chosen a kid near to where he lived. Just like the fireman. He's like, I don't, he does not care if he gets caught just as long as he gets to watch everybody in their franticness about it. I don't think he thinks he's ever going to get caught. And if he does, he thinks his punishment's I mean, he should have been months. caught at this point. So the fact that he hasn't been kind of reaffirms yeah, the fact that he's not going to. I mean, I don't like, know. Uh, yeah, they show up on the scene and then he's like, oh no, I rescued the yeah. kid. And they're like, okay, good job. Yeah, and it, the time he does caught. get caught, his punishment is like, oh, two months and I learned to masturbate. Yeah. This is a win win for me. I had a stupid job, job longer than that. They didn't even teach me how to jack off. <laughs> I learned to flip a burger, but <laughs> you can't call on a burger while it's flipping without practice. 
When Mr. Guardano expressed his despairing concern for his little boy, there was a witness this time to help his father and the police to put their fears and suspicions on one boy. This witness was the woman who had been working in the store when Catano and Gerald came by hand in hand to buy the promised candy. When she described the features of the strange boy with big ears and long, long arms with the sun, his spirit cried out in torment as he knew where his baby was possibly at. It sounded like a fire truck. <laughs> Shit. That's supposed to be distraught, not Fucking coming. It's, it's so humid in Tara's room right now. <laughs> he led oh. police back to the building where he had spoken earlier with Catano. And it was he that found his son still with the cord around his tiny neck and the nail coming out of his forehead. Fucking oh, <laughs> God. Fucked. Oh. And the fact that the guy was like, you're right, I should go get the police. And he knows now that, like, his kid probably died shortly later. Or, yeah. He could have yeah. saved the kid. He, yeah. But why wouldn't you go inside? The police set up outposts around the victim's house that night, waiting and watching to see who came by that night. The woman of this community had laid out Gerald's poor little body on a table in one of the rooms in the house. What the f- That's a weird way to do a funeral. There were so many who came by to say their sorrowful regrets about their parents' loss that night and to wait with them as one by one went to weep at this sight. So young and innocent and brutally murdered by some unknown monster who was snatching their young right off the streets of their community without any trace. Katano was used to blending in with the adult crowd as he stole away and went inside to see with his angel right before his eyes of the police. Nobody noticed inside either as he went up to where they had laid the child and start stared at it for a while. Then he went closer and with his hand pulled the face to when he could see whether they had left the nail in the victim's head. Wouldn't this guy, like, the kid shouldn't have already been flagged by the fact that the, I mean, the dad saw him at the crime scene. He blended in. Must have had a hat on. He taped his ears back. He became very upset to see it gone. Everyone looked at him as he made an odd comment and went running out into the night. You know how hard somebody worked to put that nail in there? Rude. (laughs) That's probably exactly what it was. (laughs) Jesus. Someone also reported seeing Katano around the crowd when the police started their gruesome work into the case. Since the murder happened so early in the day, the newspaper, the press of Buenos Aires, published the titled news, Murder of a boy of three years. A wild fact. I'm sure the translation is different. Yeah. And there's got to be yeah. like some kind of social, like the way that they right. do their headlines. Because sure. I mean, the way we do our headlines is it's a specific kind of headline speak. You wouldn't talk like that outside yeah. of reading a headline. It's you know? Yeah. In this article, they also raised the possibility of a sinister criminal organization like the Black Mono de- dedicated to kidnapping young boys. Oh, I hate that shit. You know, it's a lot better when you, those freaking white stereos came around. That was much better. Now we got these black monos kidnapping boys off the streets. Man, as, I, ain't taking, I don't know what the translation is there. I don't know. You're just, a bass player. The black mono <sighs> should be your jam. You should be signed up for this. Hello, everyone. I'm Matt Gibson, the black mono. <sighs> this is why uh, bass players get a bad name. <laughs> Y'all people over here just making us out to be little kid murderers. I just want eight more strings and 300 years in the future so I can get a girlfriend. Okay? 
And more strengths. <laughs> to not do anything but, with. <laughs> I don't know. Do, I don't do anything with half the ones I got now. I don't know why they give us four. Here's bad on the one string bass. Hey, sometimes I get fancy and get that second one. Uh, but the police had all the knowledge to connect all the crimes they knew of to the boy and their two witnesses. Early the next morning, with the Pierre assistant paymaster and the main Ricardo Bassetti leading the group, they surrounded the house and arrested Catano without any problems at all. In fact, Catano talked for many hours, telling all that he had done in the past. They also found the newspaper article in his pocket, although the boy could not read. He had bought the newspaper yesterday and cut the article out so he could look at it whenever he wanted. His sister told about the blood she had found on his clothes when he arrived home after the scene, after the crime had been committed. I mean, serial killer shit. Yeah. It's Argentine's yeah. first serial killer. But I mean, it's just serial killer shit. Instead of collecting items, he just didn't, he's too dumb to know any better. So now he's like, oh yeah. It's in print. I can look at it every day. This is I don't nice. know. Yeah. I'm I don't sure, know how to read, but it's still a trophy. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure it was a picture. He's probably hoping he could have got that nail back. Nails can't cheap. believe they took that out and didn't give it to me. That was my nail. He's going to make a necklace. He's going to make an earring. <laughs> that must have been a big fucking nail. He was finally charged for three murders and 11 aggressions. The public wanted blood this time, so they cried out for capital punishment because Catano Guerino was only 15 at the time. The two judges decided to send him to a mental hospital of Mercedes, where he was sentenced for the next two years. That's it. Once again, big shout out to Mercedes, one of our, one of our Patreon <laughs> people. <laughs> Love you. Hell yeah. We're so happy you have a mental hospital in Argentina. Named after you. Named after Hell, you. Wait a second. We should probably look closer into this. What, Mercedes? She's got a whole mental hospital in Argentina named after her. Dude, I'm not, I ain't looking at her offshore accounts. That's about her, man. She's trying to grow up. Or glow Turns up. Out she called? was glow the up? mom of the boy with the red ball. I'm pretty sure as a Patreon member, you're paying us to look the other way. <laughs> <laughs> uh, while he was in the wacko hospital, the most important men of criminal psychiatry came to examine him and to get many interviews with this strange creature. Their conclusions were this. His degeneration came from lack of affection, the limitation of intelligence, his destructive impulse, and the problem that his father uh, had before he was even born. That'd be the syphilis. I think we're referring to that as mayonnaise from now on. Mayonnaise. Oh, yes, that's right. Bring out the best foods. Their ending thoughts was that he was predestined to his crimes. The head of the hospital, named Cayetano Stupid Idiot One <laughs> and Moral Crazy One. That's the head of the hospital. This is my nicknames for you. It's fine. It's, it's a term of endearment. All stupid right. idiot yeah, yeah. one. We just, we just called him big dumb stupid. Right? <laughs> Can you imagine like the session, like the, not the cartographer, the, uh, the secretary's like, uh, which one? Uh, the stupid idiot one. That's right. Duh. And he's like, which one? The moral crazy one. She's like, oh, I'm just going to bring in one of them. I don't know at this point. <laughs> They're all the stupid. The one that can hear. Oh. <laughs> See? Thank, that's why. Thank you, Tara, for proving that you're of secretary level. She's like, yes, I am. Thank you. She was like, I can't wait for this raise later. They're going to be a fireman or not. While in the hospital, he assaulted and injured two inmates, one in a wheelchair, and the other one was confined to bed. This guy picks victims. Oh, he's tough. 
He had made so many attempts of escape that the court finally revolted, and he was sent to the National Penitentiary in Ushuaia. Not Yashua. Calm yeah, down with those big eyes, Tara. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and there he got written up 13 times for his bizarre behavior. Bizarre behavior. Oh. He was a loner and was very mistreated by the other inmates and was raped continuously. Finally some Aww, justice. Oh, that sucks. Well, there's two ways to look at this, apparently. I hope it came in his big ears. <laughs> he also never received any visitors or letters from his family. No shit. He was never remorseful for anything that he'd done on the outside or in the prison. Probably part of why nobody came to visit you. Yeah, because you're a piece of fucking shit. Yeah. You big-eared midget. Uh, they pinned back his ears in 1927 in an operation, hoping that this was the cause for all his <laughs> badness. <laughs> Man, 1927 oh was wild. God. You got the great science in 27. Let's just staple the ears back. It'll fix everything. Yeah, lobotomies, pin back ears. You got to imagine the science behind that. You know, oh, so they're forward-facing ears. It's like a predator. <laughs> you want the ears to the back like like a regular. So, so not like a cat. When, when the cat's ears are tucked back, the, they're about to attack. The irony. He's the opposite. Of backwards ears, like genetically, is like, so you have to talk to your server with your back behind them but then they can't hear you so you have to speak louder <laughs> but you have to turn around so you can hear them but then she's like what and you're like no I said wait what'd you say like the uh, the science of this is pissing me off it's 1927 it's a, dude, it's a Monty Hall episode wait Monty Hall Monty Python Monty episode Python with backwards ears with backwards ears and six years later in 1933 he strangled a cat and tossed the corpse on the fire the inmates were so outraged because the cat was the prison mascot Damn. that they beat him so badly he had to spend 20 days in a hospital. All right, in all fairness... That's not enough. In all fairness, he did this because he was raped a bunch. Uh, I, he probably would have done it anyways. You're probably right, but I feel like this was definitely an outcry for was being he, was raped. He, was I'm he, not, he I'm raped not, a whole bunch before he snuck into a stable and stabbed a horse that was locked up? No, or? I'm not I'm not defending him, but this was no, definitely he, like... No, 27 times in the say, head I by think, his dad. I think Tara is probably closer to the truth where this probably would have happened. Dude, I think in his, his big-eared brain, he was like, how can I break 37 digs at one time? I'm going to fucking burn the prison pussy. Now he's going to be raped more. Tara would have done this just because the fireman would have showed up. I'm going to burn the cat. After the cat incident, a journalist and writer, Jose Holy Maria Maria Souza Riley, <laughs> came to do an interview with Cayetano. It was published in a magazine called Expensive and Masks. That's 2021. That's you, how you know. These translations aren't great. The, the writer was... Jose Holy Maria Maria Souza Riley. That's because Holy Maria is a name and Maria is a name. So it's Jose. Yeah, so Holy is Souza and Riley, you fucking racist. Yeah, it's two different. <laughs> I think they brought back this magazine. They're all names. Expensive and Mass in 2021. I want that. I want that magazine. Expensive and Masks. How much it cost? Probably not cheap. Probably got to pay like nine or ten masks just to get it. Well, there's plenty of masks to go around. Uh, in 1936, he requested his freedom and was denied because the doctors reported that he was a fucking cat burning <laughs> piece of shit. Uh, no, actually, they say, in quotes, a in stupid quotes. idiot. In quotes. In quotes. <laughs> and was still extremely dangerous for whoever he was around, especially cats. <laughs> I love 
1936 doctors, they were dumb as shit. They're like, well, his ears are on the right way. We got to clip him. I mean, even after we clipped his ears, he's still a stupid idiot. That's my professional right. diagnosis. Stupid so, and idiot. So what we got here? Do you put think, a, put you that think, in quotes. You think he's a serial killer? He was found dead in his cell on November 15th, 1944. The official cause was reported as an internal bleeding caused by a gastritis outbreak. But who knows, it could have been a pissed-off inmate that put something in his food or beat him so badly that it caused the internal bleeding to begin. Butt stuff. It's probably all the above. Yeah, they burned the prison fucking cat! If they're regularly raping him, that's not... I don't know why he would... Like, that's one less thing for them to have sex with, so now they have to rape him more. Oh, it's not necrophilia, it's prison necrophilia. Sorry. Sorry, They got rid of the cat. Throwback. Their ass caught. Or whatever they called it. My ass. Cock. No one was fucking the cat. <laughs> Actually, you're the one who called her the prison pussy. I what? don't know that. That's it. Yeah, I thought that's I what you meant. No, I honestly don't even know that. I can't say no one was fucking the cat. I'd like to think no one was fucking the cat. Five percent facts. <laughs> I would have fucked the cat. Fuck it. The prison was closed down in 1947. As they dug up the graves of all the dead inmates, they found the bones of Cayetano missing. It was later learned that someone had made a paperweight with one of the bones inside it and had given it uh, the odd gift to the last director of the prison. This is a nice little Hell, farewell. Yeah. I'm going to give you this, some stupid idiot ear bone yeah, paperweight. Yeah, a stupid idiot paperweight. I bet it, since it was bone, it's probably light. And it's windy there. It's like, God damn, this idiot can't even hold papers down. <laughs> Big eared hollow bone motherfucker. <laughs> I mean, it'll be a good. They gotta. You only have three bones in your ears, but his is probably big enough to be a paperweight. Just one. Well, that guy had way more than three bones in his ears. I promise. It's called the hammer, the coccyx, and the. All these are just dick jokes. (laughs) (laughs) The penis. It's dick jokes. It's the penis. What do you got here? Got the hammer, the coccyx, and dick jokes. And the penis. (laughs) Dick jokes. The hammer, the coccyx, the penis. Didn't they set sail across the? Ocean to raid America? 1492. (laughs) The only good thing about his life is that he learned to read, write, and do simple math. Between butt fucks. How else is he going to learn to figure out what them trophies in his pocket said? That's the only reason he wanted to learn. All in all, Catano Santos Catano was an Argentinian serial killer who terrified Buenos Aires at the age of 16, in the early 20th century, he was responsible for the murder of four children, the attempted murder of another seven children, and the arson of seven buildings. The prison is now a museum with wax figures of all the famous inmates that it ever had. Catino Godino is included in these. And it's Hell creepy. yeah, they turned them into wax. If you Google that motherfucker, uh... Kaya, I want to see his Kaya wax Tino. figure. Yeah, yeah, like it'll come up, and you go to images. His wax figurine is in there, man. It's with the big ears and everything. It's weird. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I imagine. I didn't look up the wax museum. I definitely saw. I just, I just went to the images, and it was one of the images in there. I even included the pause spot. I was like, by the way, you guys have to see this yeah, guy. Yeah. <laughs> and then I like you could tell how fast each one of us was at googling because Tara <laughs> starts laughing and then. 15 seconds later, <laughs> Matt starts laughing. <laughs> oh, God, it's so creepy. They have more multiple ones. Yeah. Like him at different ages. Ooh. We should go. That's a long drive, buddy. It's a, we went to uh, Buenos Aires. Oh, what did you do? Did you go to Carnival? Did you see? Nope. I just went to this wax museum and saw a midget with big ears. Dude, he looks like a Disney character. Gross. He looks like a cop. 
<laughs> he looks like a cop. Do you see that? He does look like a cop. This is him with his rope belt. There's a, okay, yeah, there is a picture of him doing that exact thing. That's, and that's the picture I saw. It was like the lifelike picture of him tying that knot with his his teeth and then yes. the actual wax yeah. figure that that's they made of it. Yeah. That's fucked up. Man. Oh. Actually, I was typing in um, space serial killers. And they were like, this guy's got ears that should this be out in orbit. This guy's ears are so big. And then I was on Reddit, as usual, and it came into uh, play like satellite ears or something like that. And I was like, click. Clickbait. <laughs> the same way they click. click expensive and masks. It's like, all right, I'll check it out. And I was like, all right. Sold. So, Matt, you liked this one? It wasn't too bad? Mm-mm. This one was actually <laughs> really bad. <laughs> I did not like this one. Man, you have to grow up. No, I'm never gonna do that. Eventually, you have to stop playing bass, dude. No, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just gonna right, add so. more strings. <laughs> what do you guys think my favorite part was? Uh, with the uh, fireman, fireman part, obviously. Oh, no, I was actually gonna say I don't. It really intrigues me that he fucking put the nail through that kid's forehead. Oh man, he even with the dad literally running out to get the police. Yeah. Like I think it was the, the it was the grandpa, right? I think it was the grandpa. Well, the grandpa was the one that got hit by the car trying to save the bird. Oh, you're right, you're right. <laughs> that part was pretty fucked up too. <laughs> I think that's just an example of how the universe has like a really sick fucking sick, twisted sense of humor. You know, like you're your granddaughter, your granddaughter, yes, right, right. She'll be fine. She's just looking at these shoes across the street, whatever. Like, let and me. You're buying like one grape because all you can afford. Right. And you hear the kid screaming. You go run across the street and get hit by the first horseless buggy that Argentina has <laughs> ever seen. <laughs> but his grandpa's getting because he's a grandpa. He's like, that a six cylinder splat? <laughs> like, I hate all that. And the horseless buggy is only going two miles an hour. But grandpa's only going a quarter mile an hour across the street. If that, it's all in slow motion. Well, there's three stages of dementia. It is Tara, Monty, and Matt. And Matt. Yep. That's true. <laughs> yep. I, mine sounds the best. Yeah, that's full-blown dementia. <laughs> so you just fucking drool over firemen fire, all the time? It's just firemen and giggles. Firemen <laughs> and giggles. <laughs> but like, mine's somewhere. Matt's, like, not not quite there yet. Mine's, like, in the middle, like, I'm struggling with these stories. Tara's like, yeah, burn that motherfucker down. That's right. Get the firemen showing up if you burn them. Why haven't you already burned them? (laughs) Right. Tara's setting this fireman on fire. Every trip I take, the firemen show up. (laughs) Tara's setting the firemen on fire. Well, look what you're wearing. You dressed like you wanted it. Literally, your fire retardant suit. I think they're already on fire. I don't know what y'all are talking about. She was so upset when they didn't even get out. The oh, no, fire they, I truck. got to gawk at them. I was just shocked that they didn't feel me looking. And, like, no, they felt around. you looking. They were definitely uncomfortable. They're like, let this person die. Let's leave. Oh. Y'all EMTs got this? Quick, put the lights on. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> so that Mabel syndrome, one of the favorite things I like about it is they'll do, like when they interview somebody, it's, you know, hi, I'm Roger from Lesson Jake, and you're listening to the Mabel syndrome podcast, right? It's like a little sound bit. Right. But they got somebody from some no-name band, like somebody I didn't hear before that, and he's just doing sound bites of people that you know. Hi, I'm Billy Joel from Green Day, and you're listening. <laughs> and he's like trying not to laugh the whole time, like. Hi. He's like, I'm Fat Mike. And then he's all the same guy. And I'm El Jefe from No Effects. Like, <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> we should just do that. Like, <laughs> we gotta have a list of them ready. Yeah. Well, hey, we love you guys a lot. Thank you so much for supporting us. We got a bunch of new uh, Patreon members in the past week. Like, 
it, it means the world to us. We can't do this without you guys. It really does mean a lot seeing that kind of support coming from you guys. Yes, and thank you for all the new listeners in general. Over the holidays, even. Yes, that's, that's wonderful. Deal. Yeah, that, right. is, that is a big deal. Y'all, you don't get the uh, access to the, was it listener metrics or whatever they want to call it, but nobody listens over holidays. They're doing their own thing, holiday stuff. It's, Hell no, they're like, hey, Grandpa, you got to listen to these fucking <laughs> I know you can't hear it over the fireworks. <laughs> you got to hear these guys be idiots. It's funny. That's why they play it for their grandpa. Imagine having like PTSD, like an old vet, and they're like, instead of the fireworks, just listen to this grandpa. It puts in the basement with that, and he's like, I'd rather just hear the fireworks. Fireworks, that's fine. <laughs> this is way less stressful. This gave me way more PTSD. God, I hate all of that so much. Oh, man. All right. I, I just want to give uh, Curtis Goodwolf a big thank you, which is our new oh, producer huge for the show. Like, he's taking is care it good of this. Good Wolf. Good Wolf. Don't, are you making fun of me right now? It's Good Wolf. Yes, nope. I'm making fun of you right now. <laughs> I mean, as long as Curtis doesn't care that you're saying wolf. It's good wolf. I hate can't you guys. pronounce wolf. You know what? You guys, you guys say it from now on. Say it. Thank you, good wolf. I just want to thank our new editor-producer, Curtis Goodwolf. <laughs> I fucking hate you guys so much. <laughs> I have the gap in my teeth. Fucks with it, all right? It's the gap. All right. <laughs> Anyway, we are beyond happy to have him as, as part of the team, and, and we, want, we want to make him part of, like, the entire, like, Pints Network, so... We, Absolutely. We can't do that without you guys' support, and and we've been getting it. We've been getting it. You're nodding your head. I don't know what that means. It took me a second to catch up. That's all. I was like, that didn't make any sense, and then my brain was like, yes, it did. I was like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's all. Oh. And we've, we've been... Burp, 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 burp. Curtis, you got to your money today. <laughs> Good wolf. Ew. <laughs> that was even worse. Just say wolf. <laughs> I tried. Fuck you guys, say man. Say wolf. <laughs> I hope you enjoyed listening. I hope you didn't hate us. Cheers. 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 See you later, Galaxy Rangers. <laughs>